This is Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State, a podcast about exploring the hidden gems right in your own backyard. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State. We are officially kicking off season two today. This is our first episode. We are heading down to Georgia. I'm here with our co-host, Sarah Heddleston. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Marissa. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm really excited for this season uh, and excited for this episode. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. Yeah, me too. I think I'm getting, the more I think about it, the more we plan, I'm getting super stoked about this season, ready to talk about creepy things, haunted things, legends. Um, so basically for anybody that's not familiar with uh, what we're doing this season, we basically are going to be diving into local lore and legends throughout the United States, and we're breaking it down by state. So uh, this episode in particular, we're heading south, we're going to Georgia, we're going to talk about a couple of things, and then next episode, we're going to head to a different state. So um, as always, we're featuring hidden gems. That's going to be our focus is hidden gems, uh, hidden stories, attractions, Nine times out of 10, I feel like it's places that people can visit too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. And I, I do think too that um, I want to get ahead of it and say that we're going to cover some states and we're not going to cover everything in the state, like especially some of the ones with a lot of like activities and points of interest. We're not going to cover them all. Um, we're just picking out some ones that I think either jumped out at us or was covered on only in your state. And we thought, you know, it was just a really great piece. So we aren't going to do everything, but I think our plan for the season is pretty nice. Like, I, I hope people enjoy what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And I think it's just a nice jump from season one, small town getaways. Uh, we've just featured uh, a 16, I think, 15, 16 small towns. And so now we're just kind of taking a completely different route and mm -hmm. getting into uh, the darker stuff. Um, not too heavy, not too crazy, but for some reason, you know, a lot of people come to only in your state to learn about urban legends in their state yeah. and those like, you know, hauntings and well, there's a certain kind of, there's a state pride to it though, too. Right. Like I know that I am from the Midwest. I love Midwest urban legends and cryptids, creatures, all the things. Um, and it's so fun to talk about like you could go to a random bar in a state and bring up one of the famous legends and you know you could get like a handful of people to talk to you about it yeah so i think that is a really cool aspect of what we're going to be covering yeah it, it is interesting because just every state has their own uh you know giant legends or like the ones that have just been passed down year after year generation generation but then you also have these really like micro things mm -hmm. that like yeah whether it's like a small house with a weird story or, you know, a, a bar that's haunted, like the small ones that maybe people don't talk about. But right. I, I feel like in, in this season, we're really going to cover both big and small. It mm -hmm. doesn't really matter. Yep. And there are going to be some you have heard of. And I know for a fact, some you haven't, because whenever we were planning our episodes, there are a couple that came in that I that you picked that I had no idea um, and that were not familiar to me. So this is going to be really exciting. Yeah, it is. It's funny because I was uh, my little sister. Her birthday's in October and she likes I asked her what she wanted. She said, I, don't, I want to do 
you know, something fun, go to, she's in New Jersey, go to a couple places in New Jersey that are really scary. She's like, just, you know, scare the crap out of me. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> I went on, uh, you know, I went on her website, onlyinyourstate.com and I'm looking at a couple of places and I found just a really cool itinerary kind of piecing together our articles. One of them was about, uh, there's a death chair, apparently at a bar that anybody that sits on it, uh, ends up dying within a week. Jeez. So, <laughs> so, but I think that's, what's cool about this season is that we're going to be featuring so many different places that you really can plan your own road trip out of them all. Yes. And we're going to be actually putting points of interest on our podcast map. So when you go to the site and check out the podcast page, you can see where we're hitting. And if, yeah, if you want to put a road trip together, absolutely. I want to yeah. put a road trip together. It's going to be great. <laughs> Maybe not sit in a death chair. I might pass I was going to say, that. yeah, you're not allowed to apparently anymore because uh, <laughs> I guess it's a liability, but <laughs> it's oh, geez. Yeah. extra insurance for death chair. What is this? Yeah. So um, we're, we're heading down to Georgia today. And uh, I don't, have you been to Georgia before? Have you spent any time there? So I've driven through. Um, multiple times. My family used to live in Florida, so I'd go down, you know, just visiting Florida. So yeah, I've technically been in Georgia and I yeah. flew through on, you know, like Delta's hub in Atlanta. Like how many times have I been in that airport, but not actually to spend time. And I will say I'm so excited about this first episode and we're like out of the gate um, doing something I'm really interested in because I don't think I told you this, but the place I'm going to talk about, I was like obsessed with a while back. So oh, cool. I, I was like all hyped to do it. So yeah, I haven't been there. I need to go. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I, I haven't really spent much time in Savannah, which this place that we're going to talk about is located. Uh, yes. But apparently it's one of the most haunted cities in the country. I feel like that's kind of. Oh my gosh. It, it's one of the top three, right? Like, so it has to be Savannah, New Orleans, I guess maybe in Salem, New York, that kind of area. Um, but yeah, Savannah. So I think you can like walk through the historic district of Savannah and like go by at least 40 different POIs that are haunted. So inns, restaurants, um, houses. And yeah, it's just one of those places that if you are a, you know, ghost story lover, ghost hunter, or just like want to dip your toes into the paranormal activity realm, I think it's a place you need to go. No matter yeah. what, you know, location on the, I believe spectrum you are like, is, are you hundred percent sold or just like a casual observer? You'll love it. Um, I mean, I say that not be having gone, but too much research, you know, you would love yeah. it. Um, so I was actually, I wanted to dig into, you know, why is Savannah the, one of the most haunted cities in America? Because it's, yes, it's, you know, it's an older city, it's in the South, but I feel like there are some specific things that happen that kind of give the history, you know, that kind of like dark side. So one big reason is a lot of bloody battles throughout the past. So um, the Siege of Savannah in 1779, um, Civil War battles, um, Savannah's capture by General Sherman. There's just a lot of grief and bloody battles that have taken place in this area, as well as epidemics. So the 1820 yellow fever epidemic, which decimated, I say, like a tenth of their population. And I'm pulling this from savannah.com. And then also there was an epidemic in 1876 that killed over a thousand locals. Wow. And so there's, there's that there are like big events, 
And then also there's just, you know, general crime. So like if you were familiar with uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, which uh, the book I was obsessed with and eventually became a movie by uh, John Burnt, I think Barrett, Barrett. Anyway, I'm sure you're familiar with the movie. Um, yeah, that that crime was took took place in the uh, Hamilton Turner and and crimes like that. And um, similar to that, that kind of inspired this sort of like dark, ghostly history. And then, of course, I also have to mention, um, well, slavery, because the Port of Savannah was sadly a hub for the Atlantic slave trade and countless cruel acts and history. And it was a city that was also very heavily dependent on slave labor. So that in and of itself, I think, gives Savannah like a really sad, tragic history that just lends itself to a lot of these, you know, ghost stories, paranormal activity, hauntings, things like that. Yeah. It's, uh, I remember, so I was writing for Georgia uh, for Only In Your State. I was a Georgia writer for about five, six years. And um, a lot of the stories that were coming out of Savannah, it it has taken this, um, I want to say, I don't want to say more whimsical um, turn, you mm-hmm. know, because over the years it goes from being just these really dark stories that you're talking about that have so much truth to them to becoming more like folklore and just kind yeah. of, and now maybe it's Savannah is now more of a, uh, I don't want to say trendy place to visit for hauntings, but more commercialized, yeah. I guess. I mean, look, you have um, huge companies like Ghost City Tours based, you know, basing all their uh, tourism in Savannah. So yeah, absolutely. People, I think it, you're right. It's taken a turn to where it's more of a tourism centric haunting and not so much yeah this place is scary and you don't want to go there and plus the city itself is just gorgeous i mean you just have to say that too true all the old buildings and original architecture and just like that southern i don't know what it is if you take an english garden which is like overgrown and a little bit wild but bring it to the american south that's what kind of it it reminds me of um Mm -hmm. just a lot of lush sort of trees and overgrowth things like that yeah and it, yes, Savannah is a very beautiful city and it really is steeped in a lot of history and uh, it's worth visiting, I feel like, no matter what, even if you can't get into the hauntings or you're too scared to uh, yeah. <laughs> be there after dark at a hotel that requires a waiver. Let's dive right in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's if, if a hotel requires you to sign a waiver to stay in a room, I feel like that's, you know, it kind of sets the tone of of your stay. Um, and yeah, since you bring it up, uh, we're going to be talking about one of the most haunted inns in Savannah, which is the 1790 Inn, which named after the year that it was built. But there is a very specific story associated with the inn. So it was, it was allegedly a boarding house and went through some other uses throughout its history. And right now, yeah, you can visit it. You can stay in some of the rooms. They're, you know, very beautiful. And there's a restaurant and just, you know, everything in the restaurant and bar and and is just kind of gorgeous, like exposed brick. Um, You can see the old beams, things like that. But in room 204, there is allegedly a ghost of a girl named Anna Powers who she suffered a heartbreak back in the, I think, the boarding house days of the inn. And she threw herself out of the window of room 204. So that is the main haunting in the room. And what's really cool is you can go to the website for this inn and look back. They used to be running a blog and people would 
would uh, log what room they stayed in and what they experienced. Mm-hmm. So it's really fun to go back through and see like on the in website, if you go through the old blog posts of people and staying in room 204, you know, folks are experiencing paranormal activity, such as temperature changes, EMF readings, ghostly voices, things moving in the room. And it's just really fun to kind of scroll back through and even see people who said, yeah, everything was normal. It was kind of spooky, but it was fun. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of paranormal activity all over the end, but mainly in the room where the, the young woman took her life. So it is, it would, it would be a cool place to stay. And at the time they require, at the time of, um, whatever was written about this, uh, in on our only interstate.com, you were required to sign a waiver to stay in room 204. I'm not sure if you currently need to, but um, it, they didn't have anything on the website about it, but I, I have a feeling that that's something maybe they do to the guests whenever you arrive to to just give a little extra flair. Yeah, I think it's interesting because um, they, they really started enforcing that, not because like you're guaranteed to meet a ghost, but um, it, because people would just stay there and get freaked out and yeah. um, and want a refund. And then basically the inn, they were like, no, we can't refund you. You knew what you were signing up for. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, like, hey, by the way, I know I stayed in the ghost room, but could I please? <laughs> yeah, I'll leave a review on Yelp. Um, yeah. Yeah. Would you stay in a haunted room like that? Like, no. <laughs> I, don't, I mean i know you wouldn't stay in a haunted house or in a casket and all but not even you know it's a it's a hotel room it's lush it's comfortable no i probably would honestly I, it just wouldn't um i wouldn't go looking for trouble uh I would so no bloody mary's in the bathroom <laughs> i would sleep with all the lights on probably <laughs> um yep. yeah I, I probably would just just because i think it's fun and uh, not necessarily because I think that I will see Anna Powers, but hopefully she probably prays on the week. And uh, <laughs> I, but, um, I will say okay. that it's not your only option. There's that Hamilton Turner in the Marshall House. There's a bar called Pirates House, the Kehoe House, like, and there's even a brewing company that um, is allegedly haunted in Savannah. So you could just have every stop of the night be haunted. Oh my gosh, interesting. <laughs> We'd be brave for that one. Would you stay there in that room? Oh, absolutely. I'd turn the lights out. I'd like light candles and feel a little spooky. Yeah, I, I'd go for it. I think maybe the only way I would do it is if we were recording an episode and then we were just- That would be great. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> you just couldn't be like hiding in the corner of the room, covering your eyes. You know, you'd have to, you have to be brave. <laughs> I'll be in 203. You'll be in 204. <laughs> Just communicating knocks. Like, is anything there yet? <laughs> Fine. Yes, if you're still alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that, so, yeah. I, I think, to me, it's also nothing sounds scary about room 204. Like, you know, yeah. if it was room 13 or 666, I don't know. But Right, yeah. Sounds a little. But it's a nice even number. There's some good numbers in there. I don't know. It's It might be all right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think it's interesting because basically the story of Anna is that she, so she was like heartbroken and and basically, so I read a couple of things too, that it said either she threw herself out, out a window or she was having an affair with a British soldier and her husband, her fiance pushed her out. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
So I was like, this is, you know, as with any great Dateline episode or true crime, <laughs> a love story gone wrong. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, yeah, I think that's, that's really fascinating just, and whether that's, there's any truth to it, who knows? I think that's the fascination with local lore is that mm-hmm. could bits and pieces of the truth could be 100%, uh, you know. Also, like you can really empathize with someone going through a really hard time, um, maybe not deciding to, you know, jump out of a window, but yeah, yeah you have a heartbreak and you have these dark moments and especially like at that time in history, maybe there wasn't as much opportunity for, you know, a, a woman to get over her heartbreak or her scorn lover and things like that. So yeah, it's, um, it's really interesting to think about. Um, do you know what year she allegedly passed away? Um, I couldn't find that. I couldn't either. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. I also, I was reading, people were saying that, um, Anna as her ghost is uh, she's not really mean spirited or mm-hmm. um, you know cause it like wreaking havoc. She's basically right. it's more like you know mischievous, playful. She's like she'll move people's belongings or, or like tug their hair or something. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like it's, that's my kind of ghost, you know, <laughs> just the chill kind, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just like wants to hang out and it's not nothing crazy. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, like a Casper type uh, situation. But um, yeah, also just like, I think it's cool in general. Uh, there's paranormal activity, they say, outside of that room too in, in the inn. Yeah. Um, which is neat. So it, you don't have to stay in that inn to get the experience. They said that basically throughout the hotel, lights flicker, uh, weird things happen, mm-hmm. hear stuff. It's just kind of just very eerie overall, not just that room specific. Yeah. And I think whenever you stay at these kinds of places, um, even if you're not quite a believer in paranormal activity, it's great to go in with an open mind and kind of let yourself be scared if there's an opportunity for that, because, you know, maybe it's just a cold draft and a window's open or you could feel like, oh, no, a ghost walked through me or, you know, someone's here. It's, I think it's fun to suspend disbelief whenever you're experiencing something like that. I agree. I definitely agree. I would love to go. Actually, I've been to Savannah a couple of times, but never to do haunted things. So, Well, you know what? You just got to take a trip with your sister and have an outline all of the like most haunted places in Savannah. Uh, I would love to go. Honestly, I think straight away I would do a ghost tour. I would stay in a haunted place. I'd do all the stuff. I'd make my own little bucket list and check it off. There, there, yeah. There's tons to do in Savannah. Like I said, over 40 haunted spots that you can investigate, things like that. That's cool. I would, I would definitely do a walking tour for sure. Because yep. I also know Savannah has a lot of really beautiful cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yes. can take walking tours at night through the cemetery. And it's just a lot of just beautiful, uh, you know, you have your creepy stories. Sure. It's a cemetery. I'm sure, you know, there's tons of different local lore there. Also just like the beautiful architecture in these gravestones. Mm-hmm. Savannah is also one of the oldest cities in the country. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that alone, you have all these head gravestones and, and things like that, that have been around for hundreds of years. So that's fascinating in itself. I don't know if it's because I grew up in a more rural community or just because I'm a little weirdo, but I absolutely adore cemeteries. And in my town, like one of the things you would do is like walk through the cemetery because you know, there's no, um, through traffic, it's really beautiful and overgrown. And yeah, you can like, take time to like look at the gravestones and you know just 
wander around, see if you re- recognize any names or if there's anything particularly beautiful. So exploring the um, cemeteries in Savannah, I think, would be a, a lot of fun um, and just just gorgeous. So, yeah, but, you know, maybe cemeteries aren't your speed. It's still an amazing city to to go through, um, like, I, like you said, on a work, walking tour. Yeah. So sure. as far as your haunting in Georgia, is it similar to what we're talking about now or is it like a different style like what what is what is your focus so it's different because i think it is more Mm fact-based um wait what um yeah wrong words it's like it's a combination of both because like lake lanier in georgia Um, people come from all over to vacation at Lake Lanier. It's a place, I want to say 10 to 12 million people a year visit this lake to swim, camp, uh, you know, what have you. It's like the place to go. If you're not going to the coast, you know, and you like that lake life, this is the place to be. And, um, a lot of people say that Lake Lanier is cursed. They, because historically Lake Lanier was built over an underwater ghost town. So yeah. (laughs) Smart. So people say it's cursed because over 200 people have died at Lake Lanier over the years. Some of them in just very, you know, graphic, heinous ways. And people say that the lake is just cursed. And that's unfortunately why so many people have died. Um, so it started back in the 50s where the U.S. Army Corps came in. They wanted to create this lake to provide power and water to nearby Atlanta. So they went around to all of these people that lived there, all the locals, basically offered them, them some money. And they assured them that they're going to be paid the true value of their land, true value of their buildings. They're they going to be set. And... Uh, Unfortunately, that wasn't really true. So what had happened was the way that this lake came to be um, is it came about in a way that was sort of fraudulent, what many people have said. And uh, according to historian and author Lisa Russell, she says, at first, the government assured landowners that they were being paid well. Residents found it was too hard to price the generations of memories and the hard work and deep roots of their land. A host of emotions accompanied the talk of relocation, anger, resentment, fear, anxiety. To them, their land was priceless. But unfortunately, as it goes, people lived there for generations. They were sold this idea. Uh, it, it, It didn't pan out the way it should have. And they basically all left town, but kind of packed the bridges and the the uh, waterways and kind of watched their town and, and their history be flooded um, oh, and everything was underwater. So 700 families sold 56,000 acres of land. A lot of families immediately regretted the decision. Uh, and what happened was what some people call uh, this giant cursing of the lake that uh, unfortunately, this is just, I don't know whether you believe in that stuff or not energetically, so much hatred went towards this lake. And a lot of these families, um, they realized that they couldn't live off of what the government gave them. 
Right. So unfortunately, uh, that was that. And that kind of kicked off the history of this underwater ghost town that led to. So just to review, so whenever they wanted to flood this area, what was the government's purpose? Was it like to like provide power or? Yeah, power and water to Atlanta. Wow. Yeah, that what a what a dig, you know, like, hey, we don't care about you guys get out. Um, but we're going to give you measly amounts of money and you can go, you know, find your own new home. Yeah. Unfortunately, they realized too late that that it wasn't enough money. And, uh, so that kind of set things in motion that people say, uh, all those families, 700 families, um, you know, basically curse this lake. And now there are ghost sightings all over. There's a woman called the lady of the lake who, is she dresses in a long flowing blue dress and people see her at night wandering the shoreline. Um, divers in the area, they've reported seeing the weirdest stuff. Yeah. Uh, one diver said there is a catfish the size of a Volkswagen. Um, people have seen that. <laughs> yeah. Just like there's a, there's a racetrack that was flooded as part of the town and they took out the bleachers so that they didn't float to the top or like come loose and floats, but there's like yeah. a racetrack under there, piles of debris, sunken houseboats. Um, Do people go diving there to like explore? And oh, that'd yeah. be so cool. If I wasn't terrified of right. scuba diving, that would be so fun. Um, yeah, it, that's like, to me, that's super terrifying. Like any sort of dark water that you can't see the bottom of, but mm. then you get to the bottom and you see what, a, a catfish the size of a Volkswagen? Like, <laughs> no, 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 that's just a sturgeon. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> That's what it is. I mean, also, how many ladies of a lake are there in the entire world? I mean, it reminded me of that um that Bly Manor show, which, by the way, amazing. Um, but like how I feel like that is a that's a thing, right? Like kind of like a common local myth. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 It's creepy. So I mean, I assume people boat and things on this lake. Like it's a yeah. like a place of like leisure and water sports and things now. Yeah, people have said while they're swimming, they feel uh, nope. like mysterious no. hands tugging <laughs> at them from under the water. No, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I needed to hear to just a hard pass on it. I'll drive by, take some pictures. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> I don't want any ghostly like hands pulling at me. That that sounds like a no for me. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely not. I, it's wild to me. I would love to hear from anybody that has been to Lake Lanier that wants to share with us their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it's it goes beyond just like swimming and then feeling a cold patch of water because that's pretty normal. This is literally right. people feeling tugged at from under the water without anybody near them. Like that's something else. No, I don't. I don't think so. And the thing is, like, you know, water sports are fairly dangerous already, like if you're doing anything like on like a jet ski or tubing and things like that. So the fact that it is a haunted lake and there's, you know, reported deaths and hauntings in the area, I don't think I would take my stuff out on this lake, you know, like I'll find another spot, you know, a little bit safer. Um, Sure. Wow. That's I mean, it's a real tragedy, though, like thinking about, you know, some of these big organizations like the government aren't uh really known for giving people a fair price so um i i don't blame the uh the uh, inhabitants of the town for being a little salty about that 
and cursing. Right. Them. All you need is like one family who's really good at curses. And then, uh, right. Yeah. And out of 700, there's gotta be, I mean, what's the rate? Like 1% of the population. Yeah. These are, these are cursed families. They got it. They know what to do. Yeah. We also just, I think ghost towns are fascinating. Underwater ghost towns are way creepier to me. I would love to know how many in the United States, how many ghost towns, because I kid you not, near where I grew up in um, Tuscarawas County, Ohio, there's a lake and they say like, yeah, there is a flooded town at the bottom of the lake. How many of these lakes have ghost towns? Right. What is happening? What was in the, the United States history? Like, you know what about this, this area in a valley? We're going to put water on it and it's yeah. going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. And this is how we solve the issue. Yeah. But also the, if... If these, uh, you know, if the government was doing their due diligence and being like, oh, we're about to flood a cemetery, the final resting place of a bunch of people, and then yep. you do it and you don't expect to get ghosts. I mean, come on. <laughs> you should come know on. better. I've seen Poltergeist. I know what happens. <laughs> yes. Nothing that's good ever comes of it. No, never. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I will say. I actually didn't look up the location of like Lanier, like how close to Savannah is it? Is it like middle of Georgia, north, south? Yeah, that's a really good question. I want to say because it's closer to Atlanta. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Savannah, but I do think it's northern. Okay. I could be wrong. All right. Well, first two stops on the on the road trip of doom is uh, Savannah and Lake Lanier. But yeah, I just echo what you said earlier. If anyone has any stories about, I mean, Savannah or like Lanier or any of these places that, you know, we listed as haunted spots where you can stay the night or, you know, go grab a drink. I would love to hear more stories and even like context, because sometimes on the internet, you don't get, uh, surprisingly, you don't get the whole story. And unless you're a local or, you know, someone who's lived at a place, you know, it's kind of hard to get get the facts. So yeah yeah and um i want to say next week our next episode we're going to nevada yes i am very excited about that i just feel like there's there's so much you can cover you could probably make some guesses but yeah it's it's gonna be exciting if you're up for an audio adventure We will be exploring local lores and legends in the U.S. on Season 2 of Not Your Average Bucket List, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. So make sure to like, subscribe, and join us. Only in Your State is an award-winning travel publisher that uncovers hidden gems and local favorites across the U.S., We have a presence in all 50 states with a passionate following of fellow travelers looking to get out and explore. Head on over to onlyinyourstate.com to find the best attractions in your backyard and beyond.